0: Let's go! What's up, Geekscapists? We are Binge Town TV, and we are so happy to be here for Geekscape's second annual holiday live stream, Tacular. If you're just tuning in, this live stream is 15 hours of your favorite podcasts and podcast hosts talking about the holidays and raising money for big brothers, big sisters of coastal and northern New Jersey. We joined the Geekscape family this time last year, so we unfortunately were unable to be a part of the first ever live stream. but We are super excited to be taking part this year. If you've never listened to our podcast before, welcome to Benchtown. We are a podcast of seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but you name it, we've covered it, or we're planning on covering it. Today, we have five of our hosts here to debate which show we've covered over the past year is our favorite. With all that said, take it away, Jimmy.
1: All right. Thanks, Brian. Here at Benstown TV, we pride ourselves on the fact that we work hard to do our best to cover all the shows in the fantasy and sci-fi genre that we think are worth watching. This year, we covered over 15 different shows, and today we want to have a little fun with some of them. Our debate bracket and tournament episodes are always fan favorites, so we decided for this charity livestream to have eight of the shows we covered this year duke it out to see who was the champion of the sci-fi fantasy genre for Bengetown TV for 2021. Now, before we get started, we have a few caveats here. We're going to do our absolute best with these eight shows to avoid spoilers. One of our favorite things about this podcast is spreading awareness for shows that may have flown under the radar or underrated. And another caveat here is because there's seven of us, it allows us to cover a lot of shows at one time, sometimes dropping three episodes a week covering different shows. Because there's so many of us and so many shows covered, sometimes some of us aren't caught up on the shows that we aren't host for on the podcast. For example, some of the Wheel of Time team isn't currently caught up on the Hawkeye and other MCU shows, so we left MCU out of this for now. So, when we're choosing the eight out of the 15 plus episodes, the selection process was based on making sure that for the most part, the majority of us have seen these eight shows. So, without further ado, let's get started here. Here are our eight shows The Wheel of Time, The Witcher, Rick and Morty, The OA. Midnight Mass, The Magicians, Alice in Borderland, and Shadow and Boone.
2: Damn. Those are like seven of my favorite shows.
3: Do do want to say shout out to the boys because I thought that we should have included it, but <laughs> yeah, Rip, but it the boys was bracket.
1: 2020 though, so True. the God, only thing here is you have to give a pass to The Witcher because technically we cover Nightmare of the Wolf and season two comes out this year in 2021, so we're talking about it. Okay, Count it count it and wheel of time is technically not finished, but who cares because it's awesome. We want to talk about it.
2: And how caught up are we on the wheel of time?
4: I'm all the way caught up and just want to say that it's good to hear my own voice. I've been sitting (laughs) here listening to you guys (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes, (laughs) but yeah, I'm all caught up on wheel of time.
1: I'm also caught up. I am one back. I'm going with the podcast. I'm loving not being a part of the wheel of time team on the pod because I get to listen to all of your instant reactions and deep dives uh, I am only up to episode five, so I haven't seen six yet, but that's okay. all right.
4: All right. So the only show I have not seen is Alice in Borderland. It's on the list.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen them all. Yeah, I I've seen them all, seen them all too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get this party started then. Okay. I want to start with one that we have all seen both of them. So our bracket, here it is. All right. Our first matchup is Rick and Morty versus The Witcher. What do you do?
0: Go.
3: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Should we go a circle? So I think v Tom to start should us start off.
2: us off because he just caught up on Rick and Morty, I think, yesterday. Okay.
0: Okay. So to be fair, I, I was three episodes back. I didn't get a chance to watch the season finale. Oh so my God, that's... throw
2: it out. Oh. For your <laughs> <laughs> the season
0: finale was probably really good, but I can already see where that season was trending. And the last like three episodes that I got a chance to watch were really, really good. If we're assessing it just that season of Rick and Morty versus that season of The Witcher, oh boy, this is a tough one because that was a pretty up and sound excuse me up and down season of rick and morty i mean they made that incest baby in like episode three that was weird but then there was a really good payoff to it with the go trons mm-hmm. it was fucking awesome um and we got that whole rick is a revolutionary backstory with bird person like that was an amazing look into their friendship looking back on the witcher it was a lot of exposition as you would expect a season one of a show of that scope to be mm-hmm. um and it was still really, really good. I'm looking forward to season two, but I would give the nod to Rick and Morty. The Witcher was, it was a little all over the place, I feel like. It didn't really get its footing until the second half of the season when I kind of understood more what the timelines were doing going on. They tried to accomplish a lot and they pulled it off, but I think they found their footing in season one. They're going to continue just thriving in season two. So I'm looking forward to that, but I give Rick and Morty the
3: edge.
1: Okay, I just want to jump in here and we're going to allow all seasons of every show we cover, because, for example, Mm. if we talk Mm. the OA, we have to talk part one and part two. Magicians will give it all five seasons, things like that. So we're going
0: to allow all five seasons of Rick and Morty. Uh, Same answer with the fuller body of work. Mm -hmm. Yep.
4: I can jump in. Cause I'm just going to second that. I love the Witcher. I just restarted it for a binge coming up to the second season, but I got to give it to Rick and Morty. If, I mean, if I had to choose between the two, if one disappearing, you got to keep Rick and Morty. It's incredible. And I can't wait for a million more seasons of that. So nothing much more. Rick and Morty gets the ad or Rick and Morty gets the nod. The The ad.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Rick and Morty. Sponsored (laughs)
2: by Rick and Morty. (laughs) Uh, No, I'll jump in though. I want to speak on behalf of the Witcher because COVID has been a long ass time, but I think within the COVID yeah. period, I read the majority of the Witcher books. Um, I've rewatched the show a couple of times and I, right before we started this podcast, I actually watched the first episode of season two through the, our pre-screeners that we got. So I'm basically super in the mindset of the Witcher and I, I love it. I love Henry Cavill so much and it's tough to say, but you're right. B times like the whole first season, it's a little messy and If you don't have book knowledge, there's a lot to miss. And of course, if you do have the source material knowledge, there's a lot you can pick up and fill in the blanks for. But I can totally see that being a point against it. With that being said, I think Rick and Morty's just, it's the top animated show of all time for me, probably. it's, It's approaching that point if it's not already there. And the most recent episode being the season finale of season five is maybe my favorite episode of all time. So it's ending on the highest of high notes And if we skip ahead a month and The Witcher Season 2 is out and I love it, we can talk a little bit more. But for now, I'm sticking with Rick and Morty, even though I love The Witcher and everyone should watch Season 2.
1: Stop. No, Dave, (laughs) because guess what? It's in the books already. Three out of five say it, but we're going to let me and Dave talk anyway. But Rick and Morty already (laughs) wins. But Dave, you go first and then I'll jump in to finish it off.
3: Yeah, mine would be Rick and Morty, but it doesn't really matter. I just want to speak again a little bit on behalf of The Witcher. Like Luke also finished the books during the pandemic. Really excellent series, and it's tough for a one season show to go against a five season show. Just makes it a little bit unfair in that category. But, and even to be honest, like I just love Rick and Morty so much. And even at the end of The Witcher, I will probably still think Rick and Morty will have more rewatch value and like, I'll just enjoy it more. I think the whole ride, but I, like Luke was saying, I do think the books were really good. And I think the show is going to be probably even better than the books potentially. So I just wanted to say that and rest in peace to the Witcher loved it. And still an excellent show that everyone should watch.
1: So when the
3: humble part. <laughs> <now>.
1: <laughs> Toss a coin. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give the RIP to the Witcher too. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I, I'm not too surprised that Rick and Morty won this. I was going to pick Rick and Morty as well. Season one of The Witcher was a little bit scrambled with the the timelines, and we talked about it before in our other bracket. It just seemed like they were doing it to do it, not really for any specific good reason for a plot. Still love the show. Can't wait for season two. Luke already started on the the screeners, but I will say... Non spoilery, it is out and it's been out. That they said that this is more of a straightforward season, they're not going to mess with timelines. And honestly, I'm just waiting for all rise. Like, mm-hmm. I am very, very hyped for The Witcher, and we're going to be happy to cover it. But for now, Rick and Morty gets it.
2: Ooh, also want to point out that we did cover the animated sh- uh movie The Witcher, I think it's called Nightmare of the Wolf, yep. and that came out within the last year. Everyone should watch it, it's pretty good backstory. That to the actual series itself. So it all takes place before where the Netflix show starts. And um, it's just really incredibly animated. I think it's the same people that animated The Legend of Korra for any of you Avatar fans out there. The action Mm -hmm. scenes are incredible. The voice acting, the story, it's just amazing. And it's got a lot of good Easter eggs if you're really into the source material. So listen to our coverage on that if you're interested.
3: Yeah, even as a standalone movie, not even associated with The Witcher Mm -hmm. series, it's just a phenomenal movie that everyone should watch. Yeah,
1: love it. All right. All right, Pete's the Witcher. Next we have the magicians versus Mike Flanagan's midnight mass.
4: I can kick it off. Uh, magician is my favorite show of all time. So it's a spoiler: <laughs> the rest of my votes on whenever magicians involves, but, uh, um, and I assume that's going to go that way, but midnight mass was great. I mean, we, we covered it at length every two episodes, we did it. And, um, I like the other two better. We said it a million times. It's not really fair to compare Hill House and Bly to Midnight Mass. Hill House is perfect. Bly, I liked better. But I just think there wasn't enough relationship building to make me care about them that much. But I still really enjoyed it. I mean, Hamish, who plays the... Um, Priest guy, Father Paul. Fucking insane. Uh, We talked about it. Best actor, probably of all three, but the recurring cast of the Hauntings anthology series and now Midnight Mass is some of my favorite people. I'll follow them to the ends (laughs) of the earth. But uh, I really enjoyed Midnight Mass. It just never stood a chance to magicians.
3: It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I'll have to agree with Kathleen. I'm going to vote for (laughs) the magicians here. Although Midnight Mass is a standalone season, one season show was. Incredible, not as good as uh Hill House, I agree, but still Mike Flanagan's shows, the three of those are all very well done. I never expected someone like myself to have enjoyed those shows as much as I did. Um, very glad I did. I think if you aren't too afraid of like horror and like suspense, then these are definitely shows that you should consider watching. But my vote is to the magicians, and that is one of my favorite shows of all time. So it's easy.
1: My vote is also the magicians. So this one is gonna be another sweep, but Talking about Midnight Mass, we had a blast covering Hill House, Bly, and Midnight Mass on the pod. Midnight Mass was the most recent standalone series. Like Kathleen said, it is unfair to compare to Hill House and Bly because it's not in the Haunting Anthology and it's a totally different story. But the alumni from Flanagan's work coming back, all great. Father Paul's actor, phenomenal. It was just such. Yeah. Father Paul, Kathleen. (laughs) Such Such a great actor, such a great part. He might be the MVP of the entire Flanagan universe right now. Yeah. We're really excited to see what comes next from Flanagan. We interviewed the Newton brothers and we got some inside talk with them about everything with Midnight Mass and the Anthology series. But The Magicians is one of our favorite shows of all time. We pretty much started the podcast so we could cover it. <laughs> um, it will have competition coming up towards the end, obviously. So guys keep watching. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll get more into The Magicians talking about what it is and, and more once the competition gets a little bit tougher for it. But for now, The Magicians sweeps. But Luke and Brian, what do you have to say?
0: Yeah, I'll pick it up. Um, I actually wasn't on the Midnight Mass coverage, so I just watched it for myself. I would actually rank it number two between the three Flanagan projects above I agree. Y Manor. Uh, I thought it was really good. I really liked the fusion of like the Catholic Church and that setting on that island and all the people were just like so creepy. It it was just a really well done show in my opinion. So while I enjoyed it like we've all said we are head over heels in love with the magicians. So vote magicians.
2: Yeah. Uh Midnight Mass is a show that I think we did it what like 3 months ago, so it's still pretty fresh in my mind, but I agree. I think I think I have it slightly ahead of Bly, but at the same time it, it's pretty much right on par with Bly. It's not the same level of haunting a hill house. My pawning was in this bracket we'd be having some deep conversations right now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah exactly. Should
2: not disparage you from watching Midnight Mass. It's incredible. Like The buzz it got online, the actors interacting with the community so fun, and if you're into that fandom, it's just awesome right now. But yeah, The Magicians is going to be the vote. I grew up on Harry Potter, and this is like the graduated Harry Potter version. It's, it's a magical world taking from the lens of going to college rather than high school, and it's just gritty. It's got great plot twists. It's amazingly written, especially the dialogue, and and the actors mm-hmm. are, are just incredible. We interviewed uh, a, a list of them, actually. Um, if, so if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the show, we've interviewed uh, Olivia Taylor Dudley, who plays Alice. We've interviewed Rick Worthy, who plays Dean Fogg. We've interviewed McGainatova who plays Zelda, the librarian. We interviewed Dominic Burgess, who plays one of the gods in the world. Um, am I missing anybody else?
1: No, that's it for now, because we're going to keep looking for more.
2: Hell yeah. That's <laughs> if, if you like Magicians, and as you could tell, it's oozing out of this podcast, just we're we're the people to talk to. You got all these different interviews. We got the coverage of the newest season, and we're probably even going to go back and start spot recording some of our favorite episodes through the earlier season. So The Magicians is it. I love it. Can't wait to compare it to Rick and Morty next round. Oh
1: yeah. All yes, right. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. R- to Midnight Mass. So... Our next one is probably the most interesting to me to hear what you guys have to say. Allison Borderland versus the OA. I call voting West. Yeah, I'm most intrigued about Dave's answer because (laughs) Dave was money on the Allison Borderland podcast. You could tell how much he loved it, but he also liked the OA. So, Dave, do you want to start us off or do you want to hear somebody else so they can convince you otherwise if you're on the fence?
3: I'm not really on the fence. Uh, Okay, do it. It's Allison Borderland. (laughs) I'm going to vote for Allison Borderland here. If I didn't know about the bracket beforehand, this would have really stumbled me for like a few minutes. I definitely would have not wanted to go first, but I had the chance to think on it a little bit. And it's just Allison Borderland for me. I'll talk to the OA fan or the OA side of things then. Um, The OA was just an incredible uh, two seasons of television. I definitely was upset to know and be a part of the the group that now has to be stuck with it being canceled. And I am just like, I hate every second of that because what season two was to me was just incredible. I thought everything from acting to just plot points to character development, just everything and just was perfect to me. And It's so hard for me to vote against it, honestly, because I did really enjoy it that much. But Alice in Borderland, I just think the mystery behind everything and what the world is shaping up to be and how there's just so many different layers to Alice in Borderland. I just think for me that I am so much more into that world. Like When Alice in Borderland came out, I think I binged it in literally a day. Like It took me no time at all versus... The OA, which granted we had the podcast coverage of it, so we had to take some time, but I don't think I would have gotten into it as much as I did Alice in Borderland. So, um, okay, both phenomenal television shows would recommend either of them to anybody. Alice in Borderland, definitely. Don't.
4: Good question okay. Alice in Borderland season two coming,
3: yes. yes, yes, that it was the, that was the thing, it got greenlit like right after way. it was, mm-hmm. yeah, like right after season one was put out.
4: Do you guys want to give a quick pitch of Alice in Borderland? Because not even I'm sure what it is.
1: Okay. I I can do it. Okay.
2: Yeah, so Alice in Borderland is just a dystopian world. It's based off of manga, which is anime. It has full source material written front to back. So it's a live adaptation of that. And so like I said, it's a dystopian world where people are just pulled into this world. Population of hundreds takes place in Tokyo. So what the whole... Uh, premise of the show is about is you have to survive these rigorous games that basically kill everybody that participates in them there's such a low survival rate of when you go into and participate into these games but you're forced to participate into these games once like every few days there gets to be some intricacies there or you just automatically die so basically everyone in this world is forced to play into these dangerous games and very few people survive. And it's just about the political factions that rise, how people are dealing with survival. Some are loners, some work in groups. It's pretty much that without getting into more spoilers, because yeah. everything is <clears throat> it's fun going in without knowing much.
3: And we don't it's like even hunger know. games
4: on a larger scale. Similar.
3: Kind of. Yeah. And we don't even know if they're pulled into a different world. Like we don't even know how they got transported to the quote unquote world that they're in. So mm-hmm. It's just that Luke's just saying that is the best it's the easiest way to explain that, but we don't even know how that it happens.
2: Game of Thrones esque in terms of character protection. No one is safe. Everyone could die. And I love that that kind of you know device.
1: And if this sounds a little bit familiar to Squid Games, to the people watching this, stay tuned because we're gonna do a Squid Games versus Alice in Borderland episode.
3: Alice in Borderland came out first
1: and it's it better. did. It did. <laughs> 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 well, now you know what Dave's opinion is on that throwdown. All right, who's next?
4: Luke, you might as well keep going. Yeah, so That's the pitch on
2: Alice in Borderlands premise. However, I will be <laughs> voting
1: for the OA
2: because Kathleen yep. knows this is wow. one of our shows that we bond on more than anything. I think that the OA is very hard to sell to people that aren't willing to fully commit. So if that's not you, I don't want you to try and just... Taint your memory of what this show is because you need to watch both seasons because the finale episode of season two is one of the most creative pieces of television mm-hmm. I think ever written. Yeah. Ever, hands down. It's the first thing I think of when I think of like in most insane mind-blowing episodes of television. Uh, The acting was amazing. The writer, Britt Marling, she is she got picked up by Netflix, had this show written front to back five seasons. Unfortunately, it didn't gain enough buzz after two seasons, but it had such a fan cult following. Dave was even saying it created it was one of the first shows that had a social media presence that the viewers tried to save the show. Hashtag save the OA. But yeah, it's just it's amazing. If you can get through all of it, season two, you'll never look at TV the same. It it just transcended writing.
1: Just like Prairie, the main character, says to her peeps in the first season, you have to trust her, take the leap without Mm -hmm. knowing, and watch this show because it is great. Wow. Did you plan that? Yeah, I put my hand up like (laughs) two minutes ago, so I had some time to think of it. (laughs) Some
2: great notable actors in it, though. Phyllis from The Office. She's a great character in it. And then Lucius Malfoy is another.
0: Oh, yeah. Just geez, love nice. to hate him. Has everybody else voted? Is that... uh? Is well, no, that's far. only
1: two so far. One, one. Oh, yeah, really? no,
4: I'm going to go last because I've never seen Alice in Borderland, so I'll just talk to OA if I need to. If I need a vote, I mean, it, it shouldn't really count because I've never seen Alice in Borderland.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, All right, I'm going to go next, and I am also going to go with the OA. You guys heard what I had to say. You have to blindly jump in and have the leap of faith for our girl Britt Marling, who wrote this show. She had a co-writer. Um, Kathleen, I don't know if you know the name. I'm sorry for not Sal. giving the yeah, I I'm forget not, his last sorry for not giving the credit, but yeah, it's a it's a really, really good show. To Luke's point, I had no interest whatsoever in watching this show. Kathleen had talked about it for such a long time. Uh, we had a pitch town on it, and with our pitchtown TV series that we do. We have a guest come onto the show and pitch a pilot of one of their favorite shows to us. And then we decide if we're going to binge it immediately, add it to the list, or if we're going to be done with it. And we give our reason why. And across the board, Kathleen's best friend Julia came on and the entire podcast that was on that episode loved it. And we decided we needed to cover part one and part two more in depth. And because of that, it got me to watch. I actually was not part of the podcast and it was really, really fun to be on the outside. I had no faith in it. I really (laughs) because of there's part. Yeah, sorry, Luke. But because it ended after part two and we knew, like Dave said, that there wasn't going to be any more. I just wasn't having it. I didn't think it was worth it. But I was so wrong. It is mind blowing. You think it's one thing. It's totally another thing. Mm -hmm. It is a really, really good show. It gets my vote. Um, Dave and Luke did a great job talking about Alice in Borderland. I really do think that's a great show, too. Can't wait for, to hear them cover it for season two. But, yeah, there you go. OA. So 2-1, right? 2-1 in favor
0: of it the OA two, right one.
2: now.
1: And then we're going to throw it over to B-Toms.
0: 2-1, yeah. So Alice in Borderland, I was not on our podcast coverage of it. I just kind of watched it myself. It was, it was really, really good, especially since I am one of the anime guys on the podcast like it's exactly what it is it was an anime slash manga that was adapted to live action the right way Mm -hmm. like very few times can it be pulled off and this one i I was very impressed with how they were able to tell the same story without kind of a lack in quality and this is a pretty good assessment or rather a matchup because both of these are open-ended after where they are uh alice in borderlands only the one season oa has the two season that said I think O.A. just like crafts a story so insane. Like there are so many subplots weaving together and there are so many balls in the air and characters like interacting but not interacting. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's it's also the show to come that comes to mind when I think of the word genre bending like it's sci-fi but it's so much more than that oh my gosh you got mystery kidnapping like detective shows There, it was
2: spiritual philosophy like all Mm -hmm. of that yeah
0: it was something i've never seen before and probably just for how unique it was i'm going to give it the nod over alice in borderland and i am so excited to have that alice in borderland versus squid game chat because i got a lot of thoughts and a lot Mm -hmm. of opinions (laughs) so that's it it.
2: one right yeah,
0: that's yeah.
1: it. Kathleen, you save your OA for the next round? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. The last first round match up here. Kathleen made the joke. Shadow and Boone didn't have a chance. Well, I want to see if anyone here has a little opposition to that. Wheel of Time, the very, very new show that's not even finished season one yet, versus Shadow and Boone, the show that came out of nowhere, to be honest, especially for this podcast. What do you do? Go. Kathleen.
4: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, we're six episodes deep in Wheel of Time. Um, the boys had the six screeners, so I, you guys are dying to see seven and eight, right? Like you had seen one through six way early. I'm not on the Wheel of Time coverage. I'm loving it. I'm glad that there is a podcast listened to because there's a lot to to digest. So Kyle and you guys ex- and Luke explaining the books, lore, and everything like is necessary. Um. Shadow and Bone, I loved covering with the boys and I really liked it and I'm pumped for season two. But that being said, it's something that like I'm going to have to re-binge it. I don't remember like anything from it. Um, that's not true, but I really liked it. I liked it. I liked uh, where the squad's going by the end of uh, season one of Shadow and Bone. Um, but it just doesn't st- stand out like Wheel of Time. I mean, Wheel of Time is one of the greatest fantasy series of all time. It's mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, not that Amazon Prime versus Netflix. W- what is it? Well, but, the budget I mean,
1: still was huge, way, way more. For yeah, I Wheel mean, it has Prime, to so. be for That's someone valid. to get
4: the rights for Wheel of Time and do it right. I mean, it's incredible. So Mm -hmm. if you guys haven't seen Wheel of Time, you're not too far behind. There's not the seventh and eighth episode aren't even out yet. So jump on that. Uh, But the nod goes to Wheel of Time, although I do love Shadow and Bone as well.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll I'll go next. Uh, I just want to say the thing that separates Shadow and Bone from other shows of the writing quality of it, I would say, because it's not perfect and it is based off fantasy books. So it does have source material it's pulling from. But if you listen to our coverage of that show, we just loved every single character. Like, plot aside twists aside the atmosphere and setting aside the characters like kaz like are you fucking kidding me uh, he was <laughs> yeah, the best um all of them except for mal mal sucks don't even don't even care about him uh, <laughs> all the characters are so Hot, freaking though. good and entertaining and, and charismatic on screen that that is the reason alone you should watch shadow and bone and i'm pretty sure it got greenlit for season two already it did um, yep okay cool but with that being said I don't know if I could say this on the stream, whatever I'm going to say it anyway, for lack of a better term, I am balls deep in the wheel of time right now. (laughs) Like just the whole fandom on, on social media. I am so into the Reddit. I am reading the books currently live. And like Kathleen said... It's a 14 book epic fantasy series. It's the second highest selling fantasy series of all time, behind Lord of the Rings. So this was Mm -hmm. always going to be a juggernaut task, and we are just at the beginning. And if you haven't even heard of this show, we are basically on season one of Game of Thrones, not even getting started, seeds being planted, and it's already breaking records for views. This is it's going to be incredible. I can't sell it more. Besides a just like a more magical version of Game of Thrones is the best way to say it. Its magic is way more important but it's going to be a long ride and it's going to, it's going to be there forever. And it's going to be amazing. So you should watch it now and follow our coverage. That's my video yeah. time.
0: Okay. Well,
1: Who wants to go next?
0: Yeah, I can go next. And okay. I do want to speak a little bit to shadow and bone because I was the one that pitched it and just had yes. to know where I watched the pilot episode of it. And I texted you guys immediately because we were in a gap in our coverage of shows. And I was just like, yeah, this, this is something that should be on our radar. It's like, avatar the last airbender mm-hmm. elements because essentially the power system is they can bend the elements like an avatar um and then the entire world is split by this just pitch black cloud that's inhabited by demons and it essentially just screws over a bunch of the countries because they can't trade past it like everybody's just in fear it also has like a hot boy who can shadow mm-hmm. like shadow bend which is amazing mm-hmm. uh and what was he from? Westworld, right? He played- yeah, Westworld. Yes. Ben Barnes. Yeah, yeah it's yep. the Westworld guy. He was fantastic. Yep. The acting surprised me because it was yep. a lot of no name people and then some of the bigger names. Doesn't Madam Hooch in it too?
1: She is. She yes. sure is. Yeah. She's yeah. Ben yeah. Barnes' there, mom. A- yep.
0: There is some veteran presence, but like even the no name people that played like Alina and Mal, they killed it. Kaz, like I fell in love with that character. The show's just a lot of fun. It really or is.
1: Girly did- Nez, man.
0: <laughs> Whew. Oof. oh my
2: that.
4: god i wish
1: it's i the didn't to remember like, anything it's,
2: it's the characters for shadow <laughs> yeah
3: Man. it's definitely yeah, you characters. guys are
4: fucking me up that was such a fun <laughs> one to, to cover with it you guys. was really fun
3: a, this yeah. is feeling like a pitch town like i'm your B times you're doing a very good job because now i'm like very interested <laughs> in <laughs> yeah, watching hey this show. i mean at the bracket i gotta make my case that said
0: unfortunately my case is being made the <laughs> wheel of time i mean it's kind of just comparing apples and oranges it's Yeah, they threw everything but the kitchen sink at that show. And it shows, you know, they they are taking their time to craft this story. And already halfway through season one, I think it's it's gearing up to be a a fitting successor to Game of Thrones. The vacuum that has been left. I I know Netflix did The Witcher to try and like fill that vacuum. But Wheel of Time is Mm -hmm. looking like it's going to be the one for me. So Mm -hmm. give me Wheel of Time. I am hooked already.
1: All right. I'll jump in here, guys. My vote is also going to be Wheel of Time, but I do want to talk a little bit more about Shadow and Bone since it's going to be R.I.P. to Shadow and Bone. Like Brian said, we want to give him props because he found this show. None of us had it on our radar, and it was such a pleasant surprise for this past year. We really had no idea what we were going to be covering. We said, let's just give it a try. We started off and we were so happy with it. We can't wait for season two. Like everyone's been saying, the characters have been great. It's just a really great show. It seems like it's starting off something special, but not as special as Wheel of Time, and that's where the issue is here. It's an interesting thing to talk about because they're both one-season shows that are going to go on for a long time. I do want to give one more thing of props, though, to Shadow and Bone as a TV show because with the book material, they decided to skew from the books. And from what I've heard, it's been a plus even from the book readers their choice as writers for a tv show so check out shadow and bone enjoy it if you guys want to check out the books obviously check them out too but dave you said you haven't seen shadow and bone
3: i have not no
1: okay well guess what pitch town baby hit it up but it um dave give us your vote wait it's wheel of time right all right cool let's move on <laughs> dave you get to you get to uh, defend wheel of time next all right, all right guys so good. shadow and Boone is gone now we're down to the last four we have let's go on the right side of the bracket here we're going to do the magicians versus rick and morty i feel like that's a bigger hmm. battle here that needs to be talked about hmm. who wants to go first guys
0: I'll not go me. first. Yeah, this is yeah, a yeah. really, really, really tough one. I don't even
1: know um, what I'm gonna pick yet. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Yeah. I think wow. I know what I'm gonna pick, and I feel it in my loins, dude. Like <laughs> it's very deep inside me, and the pick is gonna be Rick and Morty. I think no! that has the potential okay. to be wow. not only like the best animated series of all time, but like one of the best comedy series of all time. Just the dialogue that comes out of Rick's mouth. It, he's just it's just so smart and funny all the time always and this past season i'm glad i binged like three episodes in the latter half of this uh most recent season because there was a lot of signs of character development and them giving us stuff that us as a fan base have been craving for a while just like ongoing plot lines and and what have you and i think the characters are developing like rick is becoming kind of a better person and morty is becoming a badass it's it's really good and I think I just have to go I, I have to go Rick and Morty.
1: I love that you started off going with Rick and Morty, man. Everyone's getting a little nervous. Who's yeah, not? I'm not
2: going second now.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. I can go. Kathleen, yeah. can Kathleen go. needs
1: to defend her team.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um Rick and Morty's incredible, right? I mean, every episode I watch on like who has the brain for this? Yep. Who? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't watch animated shows that often, but I don't miss Rick and Morty. Right? I, I love it. It's great, and it's really a comfort show. But that being said, I, I can't I can't have it beat the Magicians, right? Because a really well done animated show is easier. Not the dialogue, right? I mean, the science, the jokes that come back around, the character development that Brian's talking about in the in Rick and Morty is amazing. But it, to Magicians characters through the five seasons and the way they make me feel, (laughs) it's harder to do with human beings. I mean, they, it has to hit. Right. And, um, magic is like my favorite type of, of sci-fi. I mean, Uh, I I don't even know which other classifications it would be, but general magic, right? We grew up on Harry Potter. Like, I love the idea of being like, I'm a human and now I have magic. This is nuts. Not like Mm -hmm. growing up in a world where I'm just like a being with with magic, like some other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I always felt like the magicians was just made for me and um, I love it so much. So the magicians gets the nod, but it sucks because... I never thought I would love Rick and Morty so much. And it's funny because i the only reason I watched it is because we watched the pilot in Iceland, which started this podcast. So it does really hold a special place in my heart, especially because you boys are so obsessed with it that we could talk about it. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so Magicians gets the nod.
3: Okay. I'll go. All right, cool. Do it. VTOMS, thank you for being the guy to break the ice on that. I didn't want to be the first one. Oh, man. (laughs) Yes, but I also... I am also going to pick Rick and Morty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know okay. it needed some traction to start off the boat. Yeah,
3: yeah, I needed that traction. <laughs> I just needed one person. It wasn't going to be me. Um, Luke, I go next. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll pick Rick and Morty. Um, that is like the that is going to be the toughest one in this bracket for me. I think they're two very close, and it's hard to pit Rick and Morty, in a, an animated show about space travel, versus the magicians, like a show about like magicians and magic and. Like mystical creatures it's just two different genres within sci-fi but i just think that like as as it pertains to real world and every day like like us our friend group like i feel like we quote rick and morty like so much so often and it's been that way for years and yes there are some like magicians jokes that we'll toss around every once in a while but like the rick and morty jokes just hit home and harder for me And it's just so hard for me to imagine not having that show in my life right now. Like, this is Rick and Morty is going to forever change the genre of animated TV shows forever, I think, because we've been so used to seeing shows like The Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, where there's never been any major plot to uh, those kinds of shows. And this is, like, really one of the first times that we're getting, like, adult humor in a show that has a huge plot to it. And, like... With how it does everything, it's just there's literally infinite things that could happen in Rick and Morty, and they are going to hit every single one of those infinite possibilities. Um, it's just so hard for me not to pick Rick and Morty. Um, let me just say this about the Magicians, though that show like I, I remember having to go to work like 7 a.m. the next day and I would be up till four fucking in yep. 4 a.m. Just yeah. like, watching, watching um, Quentin and Penny just trip sacks in the mushroom fields. Like <laughs> I rode so hard on that magician's high. And I've seen both shows multiple times. Like I, they both have rewatch value to them. Like I've seen the magicians two or three times now. And I've seen Rick and Morty probably upwards of like four or five times, but that that little extra few times just is going to make me go with Rick. Mm-hmm. Me- all
1: right, I'm next because I might need to convince Luke here. Okay, I didn't <laughs> think I needed to break this out now. I thought I might have to break it out for the championship, but it's 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 coming now. But first of all, I probably should have manipulated this bracket a little bit so that Rick and Morty versus Magicians may have been in the championship because this is going to be a little bit. I feel like we need to debate this a little bit and it's going to maybe we might have to do it before Luke gets his turn. But first, I want to say we have a lost episode out there and it is our comedy bracket. Okay, I'm not telling anybody who won that, but Rick and Morty was a part of it. And during that, I said myself that I don't even see Rick and Morty fully as a comedy. I see it as, as so much more, you know, with the plot. Yes, I laugh, but I see it when it's done. It could be one of the best shows of all time. I'm not even going to say animated. I'm not going to say comedy. But again, here we go. That being said, The Magicians is right now complete. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are scenes in this show that get you so attached. And I am not an emotional person at all. And no other show in my lifetime has actually caused me to feel the feelings that i felt for the magicians at certain times the magicians is a phenomenal show it's literally the epitome of what binge town is about undervalued underrated shows that we can tell a friend family member whatever it is try this show out and be confident that they're gonna like it and yeah also be confident that they're probably going to say, what the hell are you talking about? Freaking sci-fi show. Are you kidding me? Like meaning mm-hmm. sci-fi channel, not sci-fi genre, right? you know, but we're always confident. And every single time we have gotten somebody to, to watch, they love it. It's just the little engine that could freaking phenomenal show. Gives me the feelings and I am going with the magicians. Mm-hmm
2: all right so tie break first tie break of the bracket right um Mm -hmm. yeah you guys pretty much sold both shows so well i went back and forth a couple times throughout those conversations uh there's just so much to like about both shows like rick and morty i think dave you brought it up it's going to completely change the genre of how animated shows are written it raised the bar so far and it's written by a guy named dan Harmon who also changed the writing style of shows he's also responsible for our community right don't they have the dan Harmon method like he yep. is so next level when it comes to writing and he's so willing to plant seeds now that matter so far down the road and that's one of my favorite things like he he understands payoff he understands just important dialogue and important plot points all the time. And that show is going to go on forever. It's literally signed on for nine more seasons, I think on the Cartoon Network. So that show is going to be with us for the rest of our lives. It's And it's never not going to be one of my favorites. I'm the type of guy. I have a shirt. I have the shot glasses. We quote it all the time. Like Rick and Morty is like some of our lifeblood. Now switching over to the magicians that, pretty much hits a lot of the same notes. Like I have all the fucking uh, souvenirs. I got a coffee cup that I drink from every day. It's magicians. Me and Kathleen will just rewatch it. If we're drunk together, we'll just throw in an episode (laughs) of the magicians. Like there's just so much to like and so many good memories. Like magicians to me also has the most I say this all the time. One of the most, probably the most relatable main character of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. in Quentin Coldwater, he's so good at being like a, a real human that would be thrown into a sci-fi situation. He deals with mental health issues and insecurities, and he has all these like cool relationships with these people that he's just coming into this magical world with. And that's just so likable to watch on screen because it's like adult version of Harry Potter. Um yep. these shows are fucking amazing. I've seen them a million times. I literally had like was like fainting before I interviewed some of the actors for, for the magicians, and then Rick and Morty, like, we'll just just anytime like new episodes are about to come up like that's pretty much half our group chats talking about that kind of shit it's like so freaking close
4: i'm so nervous (laughs) me too i was gonna say when when jimmy was like i have to convince luke i'm like no amount of convincing is going to change Luke's mind on, on the magicians. At least like we, we were like spearheaded that show. We've been obsessed with that show for forever. I mean, Kathleen, it, it's tough.
1: Reverse psychology big. in here right now. Yeah. dude. He's like, Oh, you're going to feel so bad if you don't
3: pick the magician. I here. really <laughs> don't. If whatever you pick, I'm going to support because I love both these shows so much. Like it is really exactly. tough. It is it's so hard. Two yeah. of our
2: group, our friend groups, like most yeah. favorite shows of all time. Um, And for anyone listening, though, both shows, if you look on the rating systems of any online, like Rick and Morty has like 90 plus percent pretty much for every single season. And the magicians is also in that level. I think season three and season four, the magicians are above 95 percent, meaning like it's very acknowledged that these two shows are fucking fantastic. And Mm -hmm. I'm voting for the magicians.
3: Yeah. yeah okay. All right, we that's good. It. I'll take, I'll take it. Man. Oh. I'm not a, I am not upset at all. That that was <laughs> a doozy of a that was a doozy of a bracket pick. That was, that was the, one of the toughest one. That's
1: championship caliber yeah. talk right there.
3: That was one of the toughest, like in all of the brackets we've done in the past. So if you yeah. haven't heard the past brackets, you check them out. But that was the tough yeah. one. It that truly really
1: was. was. All right, guys. One more pre-championship match, semifinals. Here we go. The Wheel of Time and The O.A. Two very, very, very different shows. One is technically complete. Hashtag save the O.A. We hope it's not complete. And Wheel of Time just, just beginning.
4: Dave, hit us up since you didn't get to talk Wheel of Time before.
3: Uh, give it to me one more time, Doc. Wheel of Time versus O.A. <laughs>
4: The OA. Who the fuck is Doc? Is that Kathleen
2: <laughs> or Jimmy? Oh, no,
3: Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Doc James. Doc, oh. Doc Holliday? Wheel of, Wheel of Time versus the OA. I think I'm, I'm going to go with the OA. And the only Whoa. reason... Whoa.
4: I was not the, expecting the that.
3: Only reason I'm saying the OA is because that is a little bit more like... I mean, it's closer to completion than Wheel of Time is. Like, Wheel of Time, we are still only... Well, I've only still seen... Uh, Six or seven episodes, seven, six, six Six episodes now versus how many it was for the OA, like uh 16 ish, 16.
1: I think there was, yeah, I believe it was eight, nine and eight eight. eight or eight
3: and eight, maybe something, something weird. But it's just those extra episodes are going to carry the OA's vote for me so much more here, especially season two. Like if I'm looking at season two of the OA versus season one of Wheel of Time. I definitely would rather watch season two of the OA. Like I said, it's just more, it's a little bit more completed. It feels like I'm sure down the line, I'll be saying wheel of time. It's just that right now in the moments we're still in the way early phases of wheel of time. And the show has infinite potential being with Amazon and having that huge budget and the, the books being complete and everything. I just like the OA season two so much. And I, I really loved it and it was hard for me to vote against it in the, in the previous round. So I'll give it its due here and say I'll vote for the LA to win.
1: Okay, good start. Who's well, would ready you to vote?
4: Um, you would vote *Alice in Borderland* over uh, *Wheel of Time* as well.
3: Yeah, like oh, just cool. what that okay. did to me, what that season did <laughs> to me. I just <laughs> what it did to yeah. me, man. I I was a changed Are you okay? man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was a changed man. I literally yeah. was so. Oh my god.
4: <laughs> Absolutely warms my cold heart that me and Luke, well, technically Julia brought the O.A., but we conspired together to bring the O.A. to pitch town <laughs> and Dave chose it. <laughs> the best. That's so good. So
2: go ahead. Are you also voting the O.A.?
4: Yeah, I'm going to vote the O.A. Um, the O.A. did something and hopefully will do something. I still hold out hope uh, that it was an inner show conspiracy and season three is just going to randomly drop someday. Um, but I just think it was doing something that nobody else was doing. It does everything all in one. <laughs> right. And I think I, some people quit because it's confusing, but I think that's why I love it because you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's almost impossible to, to guess and theorize the always one of those shows I just let happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it that way. Sometimes it's the best to just binge those kind of shows. Again, that being said, Wheel of Time, I'm so excited for the Game of Thrones treatment, meaning that week to week I'm binging supplemental content. I can't get enough water cooler theories, all that stuff. I mean, once we get into it, seasons, it's going to be as big as Game of Thrones. So I'm excited for that. And in a few years when we do a new bracket, real time will be crushing. But uh, for now, away.
0: Yeah, so we're at Two votes for OA, none for Wheel of Time, and the reason that my vote is going to go to the OA is because oh. I was I felt more emotionally attached to the characters in the OA. Not that I liked them more, because they were very troubled individuals, every single one of them. But I I felt for them, you know, I felt with their struggle. I was rooting for them hardcore. In Wheel of Time, I don't know who I love yet. I don't know who I hate yet. They're still developing into people. I mean, they're they're little babies. Wheel of Time, you're off to a good start, kid, but Give me two <laughs> full seasons of O.A. That's where the vote goes.
1: Wow. wow. I, was yes. I was not expecting this. I was not expecting a 3-0
3: sweep.
2: This is ridiculous. I <laughs> cannot believe I am about to just fucking defend against the O.A. right now. Like, who would have fucking thought? But Wait, so you're,
3: I, you're gonna you're going to vote. I'm voting for the wheel of,
2: wheel of Time. Yeah,
1: so I just want to jump in here and say that I was fenced, okay? And I thought Luke 100% was going to go Wheel of Time, and I wanted you to go third just in case you needed to convince me and Tagsy. oh
2: but my god but now we have a sleep shocked right now but all i'll say is the wheel times limit does not exist the ceiling is so high <laughs> that you guys don't even fucking know that's all i got to say i'm hey so man, are we debate,
3: but this is limit as,
0: being this being t- high
3: are you're are a debating? book reader too like compare this where we are in the show of wheel of time versus the second season of the oa
2: i'm a book reader but i'm also the number one advertiser of the world for the oa so that's like kind of like yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Why i'm
3: so
4: surprised number one advertiser oh number one advertiser.
2: no <laughs> i'm actually I'm shocked sh- that the oa is going to continue the finale love it but I'm definitely shocked. wheel of time is going to be in in two years whenever season two finishes there's nothing going to getting as much buzz as, as that show. I, I've talked about it enough. It's it's going to be incredible. I'm, I'm just still shocked.
1: Yeah, I just want to say here that my opinion was going to be, is it fair to say that something will win based on potential? And usually I would say no, but I was going to go wheel of time because this potential here. Yeah. And I just think that because the source material exists and because we're so happy with how they're starting it, I just have like this feeling, you know, it's, it, you know, we're freaking TV podcasters. We're not critics. We don't have specific reasons, but I just have like this feeling that I felt for like Thrones or something where you just know something special is coming. And that was enough for me, even though it was very, very close. And like I just said, I was on the fence, mm-hmm. but I feel more comfortable going real time knowing it already lost. Yeah, it would have been very tough, but three, two, I guess we'll say wheel time. And you Loses. know that sets the up for
2: an unfortunate sweep in the finale.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, let's figure out who oh, our no. champion. Okay, we have our the championship match: the Magicians versus the OA. Okay, we don't need to talk too much. We know. Raise your hand if you're going to pick the Magicians for everybody listening. Oh, Dave. I'm thinking the magicians. Let's just all really quick here. The The magicians, it had its tough match, and that was Rick and Morty. It's like the NCAA tournament. You might have your championship match a couple rounds before the actual real championship match. The magicians is a very special show to us. Guys, we really, really want you to check out if you haven't. It was a Rooks and Vets that we literally had two of our rookies. Brian and Kyle. We
0: waited a year for that.
1: Waited one year <laughs> just so we could do our Rooks and Vets where two people who haven't seen the show watch the show with two or three of our podcast hosts who are super fans. And it was such a fun Rooks and Vets. That's a, such a fun series. It just made magicians even better for us. Yeah, We talked a lot about the OA. Don't think there's too much more to say, but if anybody has any final thoughts about the magicians or the OA before we sign off, What do you do go?
4: (laughs) I can jump in on the OA just to say that um, for a pitch town that kept going to series coverage was so fun. I mean, it's the type of show where I've seen it multiple times and Dave would say something on our season two coverage and I'm like, like the, the shocks of each of us, like, that we could shock each other with something we thought of or saw that someone else didn't catch because it's such a complicated yeah. show was seriously so fun. I was geeking over it, um, but yeah, obviously we all vote magicians. It's the greatest show of all time. But uh, <laughs> if the OA could kept going, I don't know what the OA. I mean, I don't know what my favorite show would be if the OA went five seasons. I'm not sure.
1: But Magicians just has so much there, guys. The the characters, the story, fantasy, ma- magic, like Luke was saying, a very, very relatable main character, real world shit that they deal with, even though they're in a fantasy world. Top notch show, guys, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It is our champion. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> <Damn, laughs> right. I'm
4: drinking a whole bottle of wine tonight.
3: So I guess we just put them on. No, God, stop. I mean, I just, we should do a, a ceremony.
2: This is only gonna happen once. We are becoming kings and queens, so
0: it's important and we should honor it.
2: <clears throat> Royalty, bitches. The magicians, I just wanna say, like, if you could take one thing from this 50 minute bracket, it should be watch the magicians. Just sit down, yes. put it on, Episode one for a fantasy series is not like normal fantasy series. It goes zero to a hundred real fucking quick. The end of episode one is already foot on the gas pedal. Like, let's go. And I promise you, you'll fall in love with the characters. It's amazing. You'll love it. The villains are amazing. The good guys, their relationships and their, and their complicated gray areas are incredible. And then of course, just the best writing of all time from a, from a smart ass girl, Margot. Just summer. delivery. Yeah. Some has some of the yeah. best cultural lines of any show.
3: Yeah. And I'll talk on Wheel of Time saying check Not out Wheel our of coverage time. of that. What was that? The
4: way. But you can talk about uh, Wheel of Time. No, you
3: of can talk about whatever you want now. No,
1: yeah, I thought we were just about talking time. about whatever we yeah, wanted. And I
3: just wanted to talk about uh Wheel of Time and just the coverage that we've been doing and like we've been hyping up to everybody already is that the show is going to be the next Game of Thrones. Get in on it while it's still early and fresh. Me, Luke, Kyle, and Paul, we all discuss it. We do a, uh, kind of like a Rooks and bets segment on it. We have two book readers and two non-book readers readers on the show. And we like to talk a lot of theories. It's been an, an enjoyable first season, and there is going to be a lot more to come. So hang out for that.
2: And if it's not the next Game of Thrones, we will be covering probably the next Game of Thrones.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> there you
0: have it. We have our champion. What do you guys think? Agree? Disagree? Thoughts? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at TV. We love interacting with our listeners. Guys, this was so much fun. We can't thank our family at Geekscape Network enough for letting us hang out with you guys for an hour. Please, please, please consider donating to Big Brothers and Big Sisters. This 15-hour charity live stream is, of course, super entertaining, but we do this to bring awareness to a great charity.
4: We are Bingetown TV.
0: And, ben,
1: and thanks, thanks for, for
3: listening. listening
1: and <laughs> <watching>. <laughs> You're listening to the
4: Geekscape Network.